You are listening to Lady Talk Radio for the woman who wants to live fully alive and wear her ambition on her sleeve. I'm your host, guide and creative entrepreneur, Stacey Ray. Join me each week with special guests as we dive in one radically honest conversation at a time. I believe ambition is not a dirty word. This is about self-mastery. I decided today I wanted to take the power back. back. Remain in love with life, knowing that despite challenges, there are always solutions. What would happen if we were all brave enough to believe in our own ability? What I know for sure is that speaking your truth is the most powerful tool we all have. I'm hyperventilating a little bit. If I fall over, pick me up because I've got some things to say. This is about, this is about self, self, mass, mastery. I'm enough and I'm worthy of love and belonging and joy. Let us work at it together starting now. Hey, hey, welcome back to the show. And welcome back to Masculine May series as well, where we are talking to men about men with men for men on a show that's usually mostly about women. So that's pretty cool. Probably one of my favorite series that we've done on here because it's all about people winning, right? It's not about man, woman, whether you're cisgender or not. It's just about everybody winning in life. And today's episode, I have a feeling that is a woman and also is knowing a lot of the women who listen to this show that this is going to be a really beautiful, a really nourishing, a really uh, healing episode to listen in on for you. So we're joined by men's work facilitator. He is someone I see as like an evolutionary ally, breakthrough alchemist, and really a stand for men and women having that care and that safe space to move through the transformational periods in their own lives. And Trentimus Briggs is our guest and was courageous enough to share his own journey in a really authentic and really tenderly honest way in this in this episode. And I think you're going to really feel that. Uh, it's something that we love on this show is to just keep it real, you know, get real about the journey, get real about what it took. And he does exactly that and shares some of those pivotal moments and pivotal men that really called him forth in his own life and how he went from where he was to where he is now and how honesty was a huge healing bomb on that journey and how much that can support us in our own process in our own lives is really just being so deeply honest with ourselves and people in our lives. And we answered the golden question in this episode, which I know is on so many of your your single ladies' minds, is are there good men out there? Who are the men doing the work? How can you attract them? How can you find them? How can you partner them up? So we talked about that and also what we can do as women to support the men in our lives, the men in our communities, the men in our relationships. And so this one feels so good to invite you in on. Let's not do any more fancy business here, but just get right into this conversation. Trentimus, welcome to Lady Talk Radio. I am so, so honored to have you on the show. Thanks for saying yes to having this conversation with me today. Thank you for having me on, Stacey. I'm really honored and grateful to be here. This is such an amazing series because it really opens up a lot of dialogues that I kind of secretly love to open up. <laughs> and I think that the listeners, since we did this series last year, I've just been loving talking more to men about men because we can kind of conceptualize and read the books and do the things around what men are really like. But it's so beautiful to hear from men about their journeys, about their own transformations, the work they're doing with other men. And I know that you are doing some really incredible work with men and have had a tremendous journey that I'm really, really excited about sharing with the listeners. So thanks yeah, for your, same. yeah, like, thanks for your, uh, your willingness to share your story. Cause I know from personal experience and also just as a human, you know, that it's challenging to show up in the world and be fully seen and for all of our journey and everything as well. So thanks for being um, on that journey yourself. Yeah. Thank you, Stacey Ray. It's, I found it's actually imperative for us to be authentic in who we really are and to share in that where that's, that's a, a part of our, our, golden nuggets that we've received in our life and so we're actually depriving the world of not only those nuggets but also ourselves and who we really are yeah yeah so so resonate with that 
And if we were to see you, I know when we, you know, connect now in this modern day, you are doing a lot of amazing things in your life. Um, tell us a little bit about your daily life right now. Like, what does your average day look like? Oh, great question. Uh, so I, I generally wake up and, and start a morning routine that, that is um, quite in depth. But a lot of this is subconscious reprogramming, um, things like cold showers. So I'm working on each phase of the, my physical body, my mental body, my emotional body, my spiritual body. So I ask, what can I do each morning in order to tune myself to the best frequency I can over my day? And a lot of that has to do with prayers of service. How can I show up and be of service to this world? This world I know needs it so dearly. And so how can I be a conduit uh, to to help this world in any way, shape, or form, whether it's smiling at someone on the cross, you know, as I pass them on the street, or showing up for a man that, that really needs support or holding space for a woman that, that a man is hurt. And uh, and so then it's it's how can I tune myself throughout the day in order to be of the highest frequency? Um, and so the days that I'm really on par, like uh, today I'm on a 48-hour fast to end feeling really good. You know, so bulletproof coffee and uh, just um, some some char- charcoal and, and water and just some sunlight and breathing techniques and, and really uh, just going through my day and also tapping into my intuition of where I'm needed most, listening to that. And um, if, if someone comes into my mind to reach out to them, um, and and really enjoying whatever my human wants to do at the same time. So sometimes, you know, it's that is um, relaxing. Sometimes it is working out. And, and so really just being in alignment with who I really, really know myself to be and how can I show up the best I can for the world to help do the same. Yeah, so cool. I love all the tools and practices and all the things we know about now, right, that we have full access to, to integrate these into our modern lifestyles and get this connected. And this available for service It is so we were just talking before we hit record about what a cool time it is to be alive. And I, uh, I really feel that even listening to your morning routine. Uh, We were talking more about how your life wasn't always this way. And we want to back it up. We want to talk about like the journey, how you came to this point. We talk about this a lot on the show. Like, you know, it's so great and, and it's beautiful to see where people are and like to celebrate their wins and the ground taken. And it can be so cool to see and relate to the different parts and the mountains we climbed along the journey. Uh, yeah. Where do you want to go back to in this? Where it feels significant to kind of start with your own journey and how you got here? <laughs> yeah. So, it- I would say, you know, childhood is probably a good place to start because to me, that's what really creates the blueprint of our future. And I see it almost like this multi-dimensional Rubik's cube that we're building and with the, we have even built before. It's, and so then we get to unlock these parts of ourselves throughout our life when we, we get guided into these, these potentialities of life. And so when I was, when I was a child, um, my parents were very young when they had me. They were 21. My father was 21. My mother was 18. I was, it was in the early 80s. And, uh, and then they couldn't hold on to a relationship. Uh, so they ended up divorcing when I was three, which, and, which completely understand looking back, back on it. And uh, so they ended up finding new partners right, pretty quickly afterward. And and building new families with those partners. And then my mom moved to California. Uh, my father stayed in Utah. And, and I kind of lost my place in these families. You know, at first it was just me and all of their attention was on me. And now it was split between, you know, other brothers and sisters and partners. And and I felt really left out. And and later I, I came to find that my those partners were very, very jealous. They're very insecure. They were also very young of our relationship together. So they felt there was a lack of love that could be shared between them and myself and um, my parents and myself and my parents and their partners and the other children. So they kind of unconsciously uh, put a wedge in between me and, and my parents. And that hurt really bad, you know, being, being a five-year-old and, and up, not feeling like I could connect with my parents and that I would actually feel their fear of that connection 
and, and, and not feeling like I had a place in, within my family, either one. So I'd kind of bounce back and forth, uh, trying to seek uh, to be welcomed and loved and felt rather the opposite. And then when I would go to school, I felt the same. So I'd get beat up and picked on and made fun of, and uh, they would kick me off of the lunch table. So I ended up just just kind of not even eating, and I'd just stand by the doors and waiting for them to open. So, so I developed a very low, um, low uh, just view of myself, very insecure, very anxious, very depressed, and not, you know, the, my parents don't want me, the, the kids at school don't want me, then why am I even here? And so for, for a while, I really just I felt a lack in myself. And, and uh, the world was telling me to be this alpha macho man, which was absolutely the opposite of who I knew myself to be. I didn't like talking about women's body parts like they were an object. I didn't like putting other people down and making fun of them so that I felt better about myself. But that's what I was seeing every single day in my life of other men doing this. And even in grade school and middle school, I've seen this. And absolutely in high school, it was full blown by then. So I was so just lost. I didn't, I didn't have any support from my family. I didn't have any support in school. And so I just I felt completely lost and alone and like I was worthless. And so I went through a huge bout of depression for years and where the, I ended up becoming very uh, addicted to substances, to alcohol, to cannabis, to cigarettes, to even I was even chewing tobacco and, and especially to sex and masturbation and women because that was my nurturing. That was how I was getting my nurturing. I, didn't, I wasn't shown how to nurture myself. I wasn't shown these tools. So I just knew this innate yearning inside of my body, uh, both spiritually to connect and emotionally to connect and physically to connect. But it was coming out as these, I was numbing out and I was nurturing and numbing myself in very, very unhealthy ways. And so I ended up, I ended up being very abusive to myself and others, to friends, to girlfriends, to on, on all levels, emotionally, mentally, even physically abusive. And, and so I, I, I found that I really had to find what was going on. I had women that would, uh, that would leave me. And, and that actually really started waking me up. Uh, women that I thought I would, I would marry. And so I, I remember one time, um, a woman, I, I just thought she was the one. And she called me when I was at work one day and she said, we need to talk. And I knew, you know, the infamous, we need to talk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so she, she said, this isn't working. Um, I'm, I'm moving out and we bought a house together and I said, I'll, I'll move out. And, um, I was actually in a lot of pain, I was threatening to take my own life and, and kind of guilting her into staying. And, and I see that now. Um, and saying you are my everything because I had placed literally everything on her. And that's a big reason why she left. And I re realized and recognized how abusive and toxic I was in that relationship as a man. She had every right to leave me. And, and completely understandably so. And what happened is I moved out and I came back about a week later to um, to bring a check to pay off, you know, we had some credit cards for investments and traveling and things that we'd done. And I wanted to, to clear that with her. So I, I came back and she said, okay, I'll be in between jobs showering. Um, and so I knocked on the door and, um, it, you know, she didn't answer. So I thought oh, maybe she's in the shower. So there was kind of a random truck parked out front, this white pickup truck. And so, you know, I opened the door, hello, hello, rang the doorbell. And I started walking in. I was going to say, I heard the shower going. I was just going to say, hey, I'm leaving the, the check on the bed. I don't want to leave it outside. And I heard moaning. And oh. I thought, oh, no, oh, no. And so I walked in and was just out of an unconscious reaction. I went in and I opened the shower door and I saw them having sex. And and I and it just it it completely shattered me. Um, 
and out of just instinct, I started hitting him. And she jumped out of the shower and she started choking me and holding me back and asking me what, what I was doing. And so I left and just was in shambles. I went straight to the emergency room and said, please give me something. I, I don't know if I can last through this. this. And it shattered my heart. And I was just devastated and on, on the brink of suicide for a very long time because I, again, I had given everything of who I was into this relationship. It meant everything to me because I didn't have anything for myself. And so a lot of men were raised as, you know, you're, you are, your, your worth is based upon your money, your bank account, your stuff, your vehicles, your relationship, the woman you're with, how beautiful she is. If she'll have sex with you, all of these things outside of us. And I mm -hmm. completely given into that. And this is the culmination of that experience. And so I realized that I wasn't going to take my own life after a couple luckily failed attempts. And I said, you know, I got to make the best life I can. I got to do this. And right about that time, I saw what the bleed do we know and the secret. And I thought, holy shit, I'm not the only crazy one in this world. <laughs> There's other people that really think the same way I do. And so I started to, to think, get a glimpse of hope. And this was before, you know, being woke was a hashtag or a cool mm -hmm. thing for kids to say, you know. And this was when it was weird. And like you, you kind of saw A Course in Miracles here and there, but it was super underground. And, and so I just kept digging in and I started listening to Wayne Dyer and I started getting um, the support through these audios and these CDs and tapes and and um, it started feeling a little bit better. And then I tried meditation and I helped a little bit and went to Buddhist monasteries. And, and then I learned transcendental meditation. That absolutely changed my life. And, and so it's then after a while, I was still that, that programming of that, of the unconscious way to be a man was still inside of me. And so I was still lacking in my relationships and within myself and I was still showing up even though I'd grown significantly and felt a lot better I was still toxic in my relationships and because I, I was doing it as a lone wolf I was doing it completely alone on my own and then I found a men's group and this men's group was absolutely phenomenal it was it's a range of men from 30 to 70 Wow. They've been working together for almost 30 years. And we would do really neat uh, uh, ceremonies, like sweat lodges and peace pipes and, and fire walks and, and uh, you know, a retreat in the woods and, and uh, vision quests, you know, three days in the woods by just your, with just yourself with no food. And, um, and so it, it started waking me up to my shadow side as a man and I, it started to be reflective in my relationships with, with friends, with, uh, with the, the women I was dating. And, and then it came to a huge culmination where um, I had several women come to me and say, Hey, do you recognize what you're doing? Do you recognize the abuse that you're creating? Do you see how you're using women? Do you see how you're, you're creating toxicity? And at the time, I didn't really see it all that much. I kind of just rationalized it. And then, and then it came to this point where I was in a sweat lodge with my brothers and my teacher and the brothers said, Trenimus, dude, what are you doing? What are you doing? We have all of these women coming to us and saying how you're abusing them. And oh my gosh, they, I, it, I just broke down. And, and they said, you know, essentially all the brothers shared what they felt would, would create, uh, create healing. And essentially they offered, they said, you know, we feel that it would be best to do a public apology uh, of all the hurt that you've caused. And I thought, oh my gosh, like to have all of the people I love and, and all of these women come and share what I've actually done and who I've been, everyone's going to hate me. And I thought, you know what, but 
I seek to create myself as a man that is of an example in this world. And I feel the depth and the dimensionality of what this is going to do for not only for especially myself in the world. And so I agreed and said, okay. And so I, I stripped away these layers of protection of a shield that, because I felt that if I showed up without doing so, I just kind of do it to appease versus to truly create a space of harmony and healing. And so I stripped layers of me over the next couple of weeks before it happened. And it was an agony and knowing this was coming, but I also knew that it was also really important for the healing of, of the women that I had hurt. So I, I even, I mean, I shaved my beard and I cut my hair really short so that I would show up just as me and real and raw so that when I made the apology, it was true. And it wasn't just to make, to save face. Wow. And so the, the day came and, oh my gosh, Stacey, I just was in such just kind of just a fear of what are people going to think of me? After this, am I going to have any friends? Am I even going to be allowed in this family, in this brotherhood? And, and so I said, I don't care. I, I need to make amends for what I did. And these women deserve this. And, and my shadow side needs to be seen. And so I, I went through with it. And it was so beautiful. We had uh, the, the women share all of the things that they felt that I had done. And I just listened and stood before them and, and the family and listened and took it in and received it. And, and then at the end, apologized to each and every one. And then the brothers, we sang a song of, of apology and to the women. And then the women sang back and received it. They we would sing different parts to each other of the song. And there was tears and there was there was so much beauty and joy that came from it. And I just kind of held my shame, my head in shame after that in a way of now everyone knows who I really am and what I've really done. And surprisingly, I was so welcomed and loved and women that were there had came up to me with tears in their eyes and were grateful that I was willing to do this because there was, they said there were so many men in their life that they wish would make any type of apology for what they had done and let alone do it in publicly. And right. so it created a space of healing for them. Oh, and I can imagine. And it, yeah. And so that opened, that was my, my, my teacher said, this will be your gateway to freedom. And mm -hmm. I thought at the time, how in the world is that like, what in the hell are you talking about? How's this? And then I, I, found afterward it absolutely has been because the shadow side is now seen i'm more i'm more understanding what that is i've really been able to create healing inside of me and with all the relationships that that i had hurt and and it's been a complete transformative experience from from that and now i am so passionate about helping other men having gone through that um, from childhood up and what those men did for me I now do for other men there's so many men that are confused and afraid and alone and, and they don't even recognize the abuse that they're creating and they're genuinely good men inside of their hearts they just mm -hmm. have, have been programmed and raised in a way that is, is against their true programming against who their true self is and so I love bringing out the true self of that man and watching it unfold before my eyes and having them show up in this world. In fact, there's actually today, even right now, there's a man that's, there was a client of mine who's getting married in London and his, his fiance and him called me a few, probably six to eight months ago. And they, and essentially he said, I don't, she's not going to marry me. She, she was a referral. We'd worked together before. And, he said, can you help me? So I could, I could do my best and see and because he would, he had uh, low self-confidence and was insecure and anxious. And when she was in her feminine power, he wouldn't know what to do. And he just kind of cowered down. 
So that was very unattractive to her. And she essentially said, if you don't change, I don't know if I can marry you. I want to, but who the man you are today is not the man I want to be with. And so I, we worked together for three months and I saw him change before my eyes. And he sent me a message about a week ago. He said, Trenimus, I'm getting married next week and you've been on my mind. Wow. And, and, and I wanted you to know that I don't think I could have done it without you. And, and so our, our, our final assignment, he was so shy. He would even talk to people on the streets or the cashier or, or anyone. And, so we start getting him out of his comfort zone, and and I I had him just start saying hi to people and and just really seeing the best in him and sharing that as a beautiful man, just a good guy. And his final assignment was to play his he loved playing the guitar and singing, but he wouldn't do it in front of anyone, not even his fiance. And I said that the final assignment is to do this publicly. And he said, you know, and so he started taking. Uh, lessons and and getting more confidence and doing it more and more and so today is the first is his final assignment at his wedding is where he will be playing and singing a song to his wife and and so just to have facilitated that one experience for that man was worth everything I had gone through and and why I do what I do and and I know there are so many men waking up out there and seeing it so often that I'm here to support them and the women that are having challenges with these men and understanding them and how to support them and hold space for them. Yeah. Wow. Trinimus, thank you so much for your honesty and sharing these very tender parts of your journey as well. I can imagine Gosh, I mean, we're hearing the Coles Note version and how much goes on to get from that place to here is huge and huge acknowledgments for all the courage and heart that took. And uh, I I really, as I was hearing you speak, just the, the magnitude of transformation that can occur when we have people who see us and hold us in those spaces and, and in our truths, even when they're messy, it's like, oh, <laughs> There is no price tag on that. There is no group program description that can touch how powerful that is. And, you know, I'm just being reminded again and again, as we've been doing this series of the, the power of this work and, and really what the real work is. It's not learning all these strategies, although the strategies are great, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's the dropping in, it's the coming home, it's the taking down the masks and, and really getting to, I I think you use the word deprogram or getting rid of those programs, you know, and um, being out of line with what our true programs are. And, that is is such sacred work. So um, deep gratitude for the work that you're doing and also that you got to experience that so early on your journey as well. Uh, it sounds yeah. like that men's group is incredible. And uh, <laughs> it's exciting for us as women too, because, you know, I know that, you know, there's been a lot of that talk of like men aren't doing the work and where are the men that are like that? And where do I find men like that? And there's not any good men out there. Like all these kinds of conversations that have been been kind of echoed around the female communities. What would you say to the women who are maybe feeling that way this time in, in, um, in their life? Yeah. Great, great question. Stacey Ray. So I feel that it's, it's, I see a, a lot of women doing the work and they were kind of leading the charge. Women are so powerful and they're such leaders, but men will follow women. We do. And we are, and that's kind of one of the main um, inspirations for us to evolve is because women are like, Hey, we're not putting up with your shit anymore. You guys got to step up. Like we're stepping up now. It's your turn. And so there's been a little bit of this kind of dissonance and distortion because women are raising their frequency, their vibration, their evolution, their embodiment, and their empowerment. And men are like, wait, hold on. You're, you're getting out of underneath what I was in control of, and I don't understand you anymore. And, and so the old paradigm is dying. It's breaking. And so there's going to be this, this, um, this uncomfort. And so men are starting to rise up, and they're starting to naturally wake up. There's, there's the inspiration of women saying, hey, it's time. And men also saying it's the internal agony is is done. I'm over this. I'm ready to have peace in my life, and I'm ready to be who I am. And 
And so I'm seeing things, some examples. I went to a, a men's group a couple of weeks ago. It was kind of an impromptu one. A, a, a man that had been facilitating men's group for 37 years came into town. I thought it's a perfect opportunity for me to come and learn from this man. I bet he has significant wisdom. And so I showed up mainly to learn and then also to support the men and get to know them. And, and I found men that were, that were essentially, there was one man, Scott, he said, He's wearing, you know, a, a football hat on and, and you pass him by the street. You wouldn't really think like, hey, that guy's probably eating some red pills in his life, you know. <laughs> and, and so um, he said, you know, guys, I'm, I, I'm, this is my first men's group ever. I've, I'm starting to wake up. I feel alone. None of my friends understand me. I can't talk to them about these things. And I don't know what to do. I'm watching these YouTube videos and these documentaries and, I feel really confused now because I've been raised this whole way, this way my whole life. And now it's completely shattering my, my paradigm. And I was blown away by Scott. And there was actually several men in the room like Scott. And I know that there are many men like this waking up just naturally, almost like a popcorn effect. And where the heat is rising, the expansion of men leading the way and doing the work. And it's starting to elevate the experience and, and the, the frequency of other men. And so they're naturally attuning if they so choose on a soul level. And so, and so I'm, I'm seeing this significantly, the men that are reaching out to me, the, the men that are, I'm working with, the men's groups that are being created around the world, the, the men that are being inspired to create men's groups. It's, it's happening. It's just a little more slowly than women. Just like, you know, when we were kids, the women would mature so much more quickly, even at the same age, even physically, emotionally, they would mature more quickly. And men, it takes a little bit longer for us to, to come to that space. Uh, but it's happening. It really is. And there's some good men out there that are really doing the work. They're just a bit more quiet about it. They're, it's not quite socially acceptable yet. And that's, why I'm really happy to see a lot of men on social media being real about their process and about what they've gone through. And that's why I know it's, it, even though it's very uncomfortable for me to share these things that it's needed in this world so that men truly see like, Hey, there's someone that I look up to that's going through something and the same thing I am. And maybe I'm not so strange. Maybe it's okay to be more of who I really am and to own that. Yeah. Oh, that's huge. It's huge. And I so feel that I've, you know, I've noticed more and more and more how many more men are coming into their own safe spaces and whether that's with a friend or a men's circle or a coach or something. And that's, that's really exciting. <laughs> you know, it's really, yes. really exciting. Yes. So, you know, you've spoken to a couple things that I thought were really interesting and I'd love to just get your opinion on this too, because you know, we, we know that there's obvious similarities between men and women, you know, we're all human, we all have, you know, a soul and these needs and different things that we're navigating. What would you say are some of the, the differences that maybe us as women don't always recognize in men, but maybe are really important for us to, to understand those differences and in, in maybe what they need or how they are, how they think, how they operate? Great question. Oh my gosh. I don't know if, if I've ever been asked that. That's a really good one. Um, I would say that what I'm finding with myself is that that a lot of men are we're kind of more we process more we we process differently. Men are kind of more internal and and we uh, we we we're kind of afraid of receiving support and and so and we also don't want our partners or our friends to think we're weak because we've been programmed that way. Yeah. That if we share our feelings, we're weak. And actually, I, I feel the opposite. If we're willing to be real and vulnerable, that, that that is actually courage and strength and to go against the status quo in that way. So um, so when, when a man shares a little bit about what he's going through, know that it's probably a lot more. Than, because if he's sharing a little bit of it, there's probably more. Um, and that we've also... We've been pre-programmed to really feel like we are only as valuable as the things outside of us. Right. And yeah. and so, and I, you know, I've noticed with women they're they're a bit more open to their processing, they're vocal about it, and 
And I've learned as a man to just hold space in that way, like breathe with the earth and the sky and, and to just listen. And because men were kind of programmed to also uh, to fix and to heal, like, okay, if she's sharing with me, you know, how many, have you ever had a man where you're just kind of, you're just expressing what you're going through through your day and, and they're kind of jumping in to fix it. And you're like, whoa, that's not what I want. I actually just want you to listen. Yeah. Um, so we, we do it because we care. Um, and with, yeah, so I think the processing is a huge thing and that the men are a little bit more afraid to be who they really are. I think most men have some type of sensitive, even feminine side to them that I've seen big, burly, bearded men cry and sob and and be feminine in the right space at, at these retreats but down in the in the valley back into reality they hold that space to be tough and rough so that that um, they don't actually they're not actually seen for who they are because it's not okay to be feminine in the culture or it hasn't been it's starting to, to change so some men still hold on to that and so just kind of seeing that, that there's a, there's a deep, loving, amazing man inside of each one of us. And that sometimes it's just kind of covered and messed and layered with the shit that we've been shown our entire life. And to, to see that in them and to know it's there and, and to help them get support in that way. And, and to, to also call them out when it's, when it's needed. Uh, men are very or women are very powerful when it comes to men and when we get called out and you women don't hold the space of just accepting what a man is doing and saying hey i love you but do you realize what you're doing and even in a fierce way and in a loving way sharing that with them we get to see our shadow um so yeah i can only really share on on the men's side and what i've noticed with women but that's that's kind of the the main differences that I've seen. Yeah. And that's, I really appreciate you sharing that because I think it's really important for us to to notice too, because I've heard some dialogues and, and had some of my own relationship too in the past around like, you know, kind of because it's not looking exactly the same as mine, that there's this story of like, oh, well, he's not doing it or he is doing it or, and, and it's, it's so cool for us to just acknowledge that there are differences and the journey might look different and they might move through their process completely differently. And that doesn't mean that they're not doing the work or not getting what they need. And, and I think it's just so important for us to, to hold men as, as men and not, yeah. you know, hairier versions of women, <laughs> like Alison yes. Armstrong says, right? Uh, so yeah. it's, yeah, we're really celebrating the similarities and the differences in this series and, and really just acknowledging amazing men in the community that are doing beautiful work and just continuing this process of bridging that gap between men and women and keeping us connected. So we're all rising together. And I really yes. appreciate you sharing your journey. It's stunning to hear that the, the public apology moves me so much. And I can imagine the magnitude of that. And I have a feeling that some of the women listening to this are going to be blown away at, uh, at that act. So I really, you know, even just from the perspective of, you know, this, this ripple effect of that, you know, the, the women that were there and the family members that were there and the people who got to witness that, I mean, that, that, that changes lives in a way, you know, it ripples out. And so, um, that's really exciting and, and really beautiful and potent and courageous for you to take that on. So thanks for sharing Thank that. I'm incredibly moved by that. Um, Thank you. Tell yeah, us. Thank you, yeah. Sorry. Oh. Go ahead. Oh, something that just jumped in is, is is also, I love that you share that we're all rising together and having that intention of knowing that men, it's, it may take a little bit longer, uh, but it, it is happening, if, especially if you see it, to celebrate it. And mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of a beautiful dance of seeing where they are evolving, celebrating that, giving them praise for that, and also calling them out on the areas that aren't healthy in a loving way, in, in the most supportive way, you know, and like, hey, did, did you happen to know, notice how you treated that waiter? Or, you know, or, or do you notice your tone? That, you know, how do you feel like that might have come off if I shared that to you in that way? Nonviolent communication by Marshall Rosenberg's incredible. Put a plug in for him. Um, and, and yeah, so it's, it, yeah, it's, it's beautiful that we get to be that. And, and just being also open to being surprised that men do to evolve in that way and and also not accepting what isn't 
uh, most honorable of the both people. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. Nonviolent communication, right? Because we could definitely call them out with a violent way <laughs> of communicating. Yeah. I have a feeling we've been doing that long enough to know how we do that and uh, time to upgrade on that communication way, right? Because if we yeah. want if we want to support change and be in partnership with men, it's like we also want to honor like, hey, there were moments when we were you know, doing things and maybe still are and to be called out in a way that we can. I love I love it when we call it calling in, not calling out. You know, mm-hmm. it's like we're yes. calling somebody into the experience and the dialogue and the honesty instead of calling them out. And like even just that little, you know, little snippet reframe there can really support me in remembering, right, like the point of calling somebody in is is to have a new conversation, a new awareness, you know, not to make them feel crummy about themselves or whatever yeah yeah Yeah. what a difference yeah so cool this is such an exciting time to be alive i'm gonna say it again this is an exciting time to be alive everybody uh i know you have amazing offerings and and work that you space that you hold work that you offer um so many things and so tell us a little bit about that for the women who are listening and potentially maybe their partners or men in their life as well yeah so so I have created a men's group that's starting June 16th. It's called the Activated Man. And they, so I have both one-on-ones where I can, I can work with men in more of a private setting and then also a men's group. It's so important for us to have other men to share with and bounce ideas off of and, and to have that safe space. And there's been so many times in, in sweat lodges I've heard men cry and scream and just be in pain when before five minutes before the sweat lodge, they, they seem like they're totally fine. And so having that space for them to come to, it's going to be an eight week course for men. We come together once a week and uh, we support each other. And then there's the option of doing ongoing support as a group after that, but really diving into, I love what you said, Stacey Ray, where it's a, a beautiful time because we get to be who we really are in a divine innate nature. We get to activate this part of ourselves that has been dormant for so long. We are all divine beings. We all know this inside of us. And so there's ways that we're learning and recognizing and tools we're utilizing to become awakened to this and to live life intentionally at a level of a creatorship. And it's almost like on a video game where you play a video game and and you complete it, you get extra codes and abilities and ways to to jump around and uh different levels and so that's what we're doing and it's important for us all to go back and support others at other levels to raise up so men that are hurting and that are stressed that are confused that know there's something more inside of them uh, are the ones i really love to work with ones that are willing to do the work you know um, and to make sacrifices uh, that are willing to let go of, of addictions and and to create a better life, a better relationship for themselves and a better world. Men that know that there's value inside of them, they're just not sure how to get it out. They know that they have a purpose, but they're not sure what it is. They're not clear. And so men that, that want support, that are ready for support and to do the work uh, are, are the men I love working with. And And women that are confused about men, like what in the world is going on with men? I don't know what's going on with my partner. How do I date? Why are why are men being so weird, disgusting online? Um, and bringing clarity to them. Um, I love working with women that are seeking that clarity as well. Um, and so I'm also I wanted to offer. I'm offering a free 30 minute call for any of your listeners that that resonate with this that feel called to reach out, men or women. And oh, amazing. So anyone that if you, uh, if you feel called to this, feel free to reach out. There's no strings. There's no sales. There's nothing. It's just if we feel like it'd be good to talk more about working together beyond that, then great. If not, that's completely okay. It's really just to serve. I'm here to serve. And that's what I found is incredibly important for men, I'm sure, and women, is to find a space of value in providing. So so I want to provide. and. So 30-minute calls, um, you can email me at trent.briggs28 at gmail or get a hold of me on Facebook uh, or Instagram. I'm the only Trentamus on either one, uh, Trentamus Briggs, T-R-E-N-T-A-M-U-S-B-R-I-G-G-S. 
And, and uh, yeah, I would love to offer that and just see how I can support and like to create any clarity and whatever's needed. So cool. Thank you so much for your generosity. And ladies, before you discount yourself and think like, oh, it's okay, you know, I don't want to bug him or, you know, any of that kind of stuff that we tend to do when people throw out something free for us, like fully claim that, fully claim that. I will put all the details in the description below so you can get in touch with him and um, and book that in. What an amazing offering, especially if you're feeling that and you like, oh yeah, I want that. And then kind of shutting it yeah. down. I would encourage you even more so to reach out and um, and allow that, receive that. Uh, what a really oh cool, I mean, it, we talk about this on the show all the time. I mean, the magic happens in conversation. It's one thing <laughs> to receive these insights and be listening to this. It's another thing to get witnessed in that and to have a dialogue and just open that up and see what comes through. Uh, yes. We talk, I really truly believe that conversations can change the world. I think that that's where so much yes. insight can happen and, and we can really make new decisions and agreements and have new perspectives. And, uh, you know, one, one little thing can totally change the trajectory of your life if you're willing to okay. receive it. And, uh, I've had that experience so many times. So yeah, never, never underestimate the power of a conversation is my message there. And I really appreciate you opening that up for our listeners. I know there are so many incredible women and, and their partners. I've seen pictures of women listening to this show with their partners from last year, last year's series. And it's really cool just to see how people are receiving these, these convos. So, um, thank you for listening in and, and being a part of this and, and receiving the the gifts that come with it too. Yes. So Trent yes. Miss, I have a, I have a question for you as we close this out and uh, kind of wrap this up in a bow. Firstly, let me ask you if there was anything else that you felt you wanted the listeners to know, if there was something you want to leave them with, want them to know, want them to receive. Hmm. I would say that the world right now needs you to be you, to be the authentic, the real you that you truly are that you know is deep down inside of you, but may have been afraid to be because of how the world, how you feel the world, or people, society is asking you. And so putting on this front, this mask is doing no one any good. So you being genuinely, authentically yourself and stepping into it and creating whatever sacrifice is made, needed to do that is worth every bit of it. Is any day that we are living in something other than who we truly are, is that is that really the best way? Is that really worth our time? Is that really worth the moments in our day that we only get once? Is it worth being something of anything other than who we truly are? And so I invite you to step into that, to be you, to speak your voice, to use, to use your voice, to use every creative aspect of you and to trust in it. I gave everything away. I was willing to sacrifice it all, and I did in order to become who I really am and why I'm here. And so know it's, it's possible. I see it all around me. I know that you have everything inside of you that's needed to create the life that's genuinely you in every area, every aspect, and to trust in that and get support by community, by, um, by professionals, by anyone. That, that has been where you've been and is now where you want to be and and to evolve into yourself. That's what the world is asking for most is to, for you to become the most activated, true, authentic, beautiful expression of you, the one and only you. That was a very much so a mic drop moment. So we're going to pause and let you soak that in because that was an invitation and a half. Right. It's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good. Uh, here is my closing question for you because I already know, I already know that I'm going to get some messages from some of the women who listen to this show, my amazing listener base. Thank you for being here. And they're going to say things like, I heard Trentum is talking about these men's groups and I heard him talking about these amazing men and like, where do I find men like that? Like, how do I attract a man like that? So let's just, let's just, you know, reverse engineer that and just have you answer that question now, because I know we're going to oh. get some messages like that. <laughs> Great question. <laughs> yes. And um, I feel that it, it, 
it comes from the inner sense of reflection. It's the same answer I give to men. When you value and love yourself and you do not accept anything but what is best for you in your life, then that's what the universe will provide back to you. If, if you accept anything other than what you really know to be true to you, then you're going to get that in a feedback loop. And when you stop, when you, when you st stop uh, allowing these people and these things to, to happen in your life, and you say, no more, I'm not willing to accept that any longer. I will only accept a man that loves me and respects me and that is doing the work. And even if it takes time, then you will attract that man. But if, if you're willing to accept a man that's not doing the work and hoping he's going to change one day and he just keeps showing he's not doing it, and keeps creating anything other than a loving, accepting, secure space for you, then that will be continually be fed back into the loop of your reality. And so when you genuinely see yourself and do the inner work and see the beauty and the value that's inside of you, and you own that in your life and inside of you, and you give yourself that love and acceptance, first giving yourself what you feel you need most, what you're seeking outside of you. So if you're seeking a partner for partnership, first give yourself partnership. If you're seeking attention and, and, and awareness and connection, first give yourself that attention, connection, awareness. If you're seeking love, give yourself love first. By you giving yourself what you need most first, you will fill your cup to then be able to attract it in your life. But seeking it outside of you is telling the universe that you do not have it. And so it will continue to give you the opposite until you own it inside of you. And in your life, you will only accept those things. Yes. I knew to ask you that question. I think yeah. I knew. <laughs> <laughs> amazing thank you so much for all of the honesty for dropping so much wisdom and for the tremendous work that you're doing in the world trentimus and uh ladies let's let's reach out just get connected with trentimus i know you post some really cool stuff on social media too so go get connected with him get in his space and uh keep having these conversations i really really want to encourage you to keep opening up these dialogues and keep leaning in there's so much to be heard and to be learned and to be received so thanks again for listening yeah. in Trentimus, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Stacey. I'm truly honored. Much love to you all. And thank you for doing the work and uh, for being a part of this. Thank you so much. Oh.